Welcome to the Violet Church Podcast, where each week you'll hear a recap of Sunday's message and receive practical, relevant, biblical perspectives on topics that matter to you. My name is Eric Flynn, and I have the privilege of serving as the executive pastor here at Violet Church. We kicked off a new series in the Gospel of Mark on January 1st titled Following Jesus, where each week we're diving deeper into God's Word and unpacking some key topics and principles. I'm very excited for today's episode as we have Pastor Rick Williams joining us. Pastor Rick is in his 27th year as senior pastor here at Violet Church and also serves as a Central Ohio Catalyst for the State Convention of Baptists in Ohio. Welcome to the podcast, Pastor. Hey, Eric. It's good to be with you. Pastor, I'm just going to jump right in. You preached on Mark 4 this past Sunday, specifically verses 35 through 41 is where you landed. You mentioned the core truth of this message is that Jesus can be trusted in the storms of life. How do we live that out? Yeah, this uh, passage, Eric, is is one of those life passages um, for me. Um, obviously, uh, we've heard it said before that you're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or getting ready to go into a storm. Mm-hmm. So I'm old enough now to have been through a few storms. And uh, this passage is so powerful to me personally. It's not just theory for me. Um, as I've really worked through this passage several times um, over the years, um, the Lord has just really encouraged my heart. This idea that Jesus can be trusted in the storms of life seems so simple, but yet it's so foundational. And the key word there is trusted. Because mm. I think so often we get in storms and we, we get scattered, we, we struggle, doubt comes up, discouragement comes up, and uh, we forget that we can trust Jesus in any and every storm that we go through. Mm. It's so true, and I think we can all relate to that, um, that image. We're either going into a storm, currently in a storm, or we're coming out of a storm, and it's, it's easy to trust Jesus when we're not in a storm. It's a little more difficult, you know, because we start to question some things like, why, why is this happening to me? Or why is this happening to my spouse or my kids or, you know, this person that I love? Um, and and that, that can be a little bit harder. What, what, are some, what are some passages that you may go to if, you're, if you know that you're going into a storm or you're currently in a storm? Because we don't know how long that storm's going to be. God does. We don't. But what are some what are some things that we can do as believers going into a storm or in a storm to to ensure that to to I guess keep Jesus at the center and trust Him in this in that storm or situation? Yeah. In the message this past weekend, I really emphasized the fact that I've really drawn from this story three lessons that are so helpful. And in, in response to what you're asking, I think one of the really important things once you, once you get into a storm is um, to realize that storms are inevitable. In other words, they, they happen to everyone. They happen to people who are following Jesus closely. As we look at this passage today in verses 35 through 37, it really corrects some faulty teaching that, that people have bought into for such a long time. That faulty teaching is this, that if I'm following Jesus, if I'm walking with Jesus, 
then everything's going to be great. Uh, there'll be no difficulties in life. Remember when I was a believer, uh, when I became a believer at the age of 23, um, I was really saved out of just really um, difficult past, a dark past. Um, and man, when Christ came into my life, it was like the light went on. And, and for the first couple of weeks, it was like the honeymoon period in a yeah. marriage. Yes. And everything was great. <laughs> and I thought, man, this is the way it's going to be for the rest of my life as a believer. And I began to realize that that's not the case. Um, the faulty teaching is this. There are some who would say that um, if, if, every, if you're not healthy, if you're not always happy, um, if you're not always, things are going right for you, then you've done something wrong. In this passage, the disciples did nothing wrong. They got in the boat and they went with Jesus. And so they're, they're following Jesus in this passage. And so they're in the will of God, so to speak. And so I think that really helps to correct this faulty teaching that sometimes, often, storms are going to come up, and, um, and it's not because we sin necessarily. You ask about a passage. 1 yeah. Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 13 is one of those passages that I go to um, when I think about this idea of, of storms and trials. Of course, we talked about this last week, that, that the gospel of Mark was informed heavily by the Apostle Peter. And so you can just imagine as Peter is writing in 1 Peter chapter 4 these words, um, he's probably thinking back to this day in the boat. He says in verse 12 of 1 Peter chapter 4, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. A couple of things there is, it shouldn't surprise us. We shouldn't be surprised. This isn't a strange thing. It's inevitable. We're going to go through storms. Followers of Christ are not exempt from the storms of life. Yeah, and that's a that's a great passage and and a great life lesson that the storms of life are inevitable because when you draw that line in the sand, when you become a believer and you start following Christ, you, you're basically, I know I've heard you say this before, it's a declaration of war. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you have a target on your back. Mm. Yep. And if anything, we should, and, and, and scripture says, expect trouble. <laughs> trouble trouble's going to come. Yeah. Um, so just because we become believers doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be, we're going to coast our way into heaven. Yeah. And I've, I've found out, Eric, that those storms vary. There are different types of storms. Mm. Sometimes it's health related. Um, sometimes it's financial storms. Sometimes it's a biggie is, is sometimes there are some relational storms that we're going through, maybe in a marriage or in parenting. And so um, there are a lot of different storms we go through. And so we've got to realize that these are inevitable. We live in a fallen world. Yeah. Um, storms are coming. Yeah. So I guess the key in that is, is the storms of life are inevitable, but go back to the core truth of Jesus can be trusted in the storms of life. Yep. And I, I love in Mark four thirty five through 37, where you touched on that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, so Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. And this is on the back end of, of he was teaching. So he was coming off of teaching that day. You know, there were a bunch of people around, and Jesus said, let's go over to the other side leaving the crowd behind. And this part, 
this part's very intriguing to me. It says they took him along. Like the disciples didn't know where they were going. They knew they were going to the other side, but they acted as if they were in control of that situation. They took him along and it's like, no, no. He said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. And they kind of flipped that around, but they didn't know what was coming. Yeah. That just, that part of that passage is very intriguing to me. Um, because it, it also continues on to say there's other boats with him. The furious squall came up. Squall is just a, a fancy word for a storm, a very bad storm came up. Waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And they're, they're following him. They saw the, they saw the, they heard the teachings, they heard the parables, they heard the stories. And like you had mentioned, this was a field trip for them. Okay, let's go over to the other side. They knew they were going to the other side. But I love that part in there where it says they took him along just as he was in the boat. But it was really him saying, no, I'm the one. I'm in, I'm in control here, right? But, but they didn't realize that until we get later in the passage, which we'll start to talk about here in just a second. Uh, but moving on to point two that, that you had in your notes, it says the storm of life. The storms of life are valuable. So first, the storms of life are inevitable. They're going to come. And then point two, the storms of life are valuable. Why are the storms of life valuable? You know, especially the ones that hurt. Mm. How, how can they be valuable versus just that hurt? It's a pain. I'm going to bury it or I'm just going to leave an empty place in my heart. What can we learn from that? What are the valuable lessons? Yeah, you you brought up a great um, point a few minutes ago, Eric. You said that this was a field trip. And so, like you said, they they had heard the teaching all day in the synagogue. Jesus has been teaching for parables. And now he takes them on this field trip of faith. And, and little did they know um, what they were going to experience. But it became a very valuable experience for them. Because I think oftentimes in life, we don't realize that um, sometimes some of the most difficult things in our life are the most valuable things. God takes us deep, and then he takes us wide. And so it was valuable for several reasons here. First of all, um, they were able to experience the presence of Jesus more so than in the classroom. They experienced the presence of Jesus that that he was there with them in this storm. It's interesting in this passage that um, they woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? I find that very intriguing because they've been walking with Jesus. They've seen him care and encourage so many people already, and, and they act as if he doesn't care. In fact, they rebuke him. Yeah. They rebuke him. And, and as I think about that, um, they don't realize what's happening. Um, first of all, to begin with, they had the promise that they were going to go to the other side. They forgot that. And they forgot something else, that because the Lord was with them, they really didn't have to fear anything. You see, the storms of life are valuable in our lives for two reasons. First of all, it's in the storms that we experience the presence of Jesus like never before. It reminds me of of what David said in Psalm 23, 4. He talked about walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And he, I love that part where he says, and you're with me. You're with me. 
Yes. You know, I've said this before, and I've learned this the hard way. But but it's it's in the valleys that we experience Jesus like never before. The mountaintops, everything's going great. It's yet, but when we go through that valley of the shadow of death, it's really important to know that Jesus is with us. Mm-hmm. And when you come into the storm, you need to remember that Jesus is in the boat. If you're a believer, he's in the boat. Mm-hmm. It's been said that safety in the storm is not absence of the storm, but it's the presence of Jesus. If Jesus does not deliver you out of the storm, he will deliver you through the storm. If he does not make it calm around you, he'll make it calm within you. Yeah. And I would I would totally agree with everything you just said. And I and I question sometimes why, and I'm guilty of this. When I'm when I'm on the mountaintop and everything's going really well, the presence of Jesus may not be my number one priority, right? Mm. <laughs> right? Like but and I say that I say that I hear my heart behind this. Um, when we're in the valley, the dependency on Jesus in the intimate relationship and the prayer seems to get more laser focused on what what I'm asking for, what I'm what I'm praying about. And I think that as we're going into a storm or as we're in a storm, like you said, we tend to get more focused on Jesus. And I wonder if that's why we start to feel more of his presence versus in a mountaintop where it's like, you know, I may have a conversation with him or a prayer a couple times a day, but it's not as intent and as bathed in the word and scripture as it is when I'm in a storm or going into a storm. Yeah, that's a great share. I, I know just personally some of the valleys I've been in, um, having, I am a parent, having been a parent of three teenage daughters and having walked through a lot of different things, um, there are some times where, uh, man, I was just crying out to God. Mm. And I was, I was in a deep valley. I was struggling with some different things that a lot of times your biggest hurt is, is what your children go through sometimes. Yes. Yep. And so, um, you know, someone made this statement one time, and it, and it stuck with me. Um, God, it's, it's in the valleys God becomes real. Yeah. Because like you said, we really cry out to him. We depend on him. We come to the place where we realize, I need the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's when we experience, when we experience the presence of Jesus, it's an amazing thing. I, I said there are two reasons it's valuable. Storms are valuable. The second one is this. We experience the peace from Jesus. Yeah. Someone said there was a there was a great storm, there was a great calm, and there was a great peace. And obviously that there were three miracles that happened that day. First of all, the wind stopped. Secondly, the rough seas were stilled. And then thirdly, the heart of the disciples, I think just for a few moments, became calm. They became terrified yeah. before too long, but but it, I think there was this calmness. And I think it's amazing the peace that we can experience even when we go through the roughest valleys. I used the example this past Sunday of Horatio Spafford. And he wrote the 
the hymn, It Is Well. And it was born out of intense suffering. While crossing the Atlantic Ocean, the ship sank rapidly after a collision with a sea vessel, and all four of his daughters died. And his wife, Anna, survived and sent Horatio this famous telegram, Saved Alone. And when you, when you, when you realize that, and you realize that as Spafford traveled to meet his grieving wife, he wrote these incredible words. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. You know, as I, as I say that, I, I think of, I've watched people around me who've gone before me, and I've watched them go through storms. And, and people go through storms differently. Um, some just, it just, the storms just wreck them to the point to where they really have a hard time functioning. There are others who go through storms and, and it's difficult and it's painful, but there's this peace that passes all understanding. There's this non-anxious presence that they have. And I, as I think about that, I think that it's in the storm. Storms are valuable because we can experience not only the presence of Jesus in a very powerful way, but we can experience the peace of Jesus in a powerful way. Yes. And I can say I wasn't, I wasn't a believer until 32 years of age. And I look back now and I think, thank God for taking care of me during that time. Mm-hmm. But there were some, there were some hurts, right? Like if I did a post-it note timeline, mm-hmm. there was a lot of pink. And it was by the grace of God that he got me through those 32 years. And I have never felt more close to the Lord after becoming a Christian than when I'm intently praying. And the peace that, that you speak of, like I've heard that verse before as a non-believer, and I'm like, I don't, I don't feel that. I don't know what you're talking about. Not you specifically, but I've heard that from other Christians and things like that. Um but, but once I became a Christian and really started getting into the word and I could feel the presence, especially in the storms. I know, I know he's there in the mountaintops too, but especially in the storms in the valleys and you start praying, you can f- feel his presence. And I cannot explain that peace. I can't explain it at all. But in those storms, he will provide that peace because I felt it. I've been through it in various situations since becoming a Christian, you know, 13 years ago. But prior to that, I'm kind of just drifting out there as a non-Christian, non-believer. My eyes weren't open yet. And, and really, like I said, it was the grace of God that got me through those 32 years. Um, but I, I know exactly what you're saying when you say we experience the presence of Jesus and we experience the pre the peace from Jesus and there are so many valuable life lessons in a storm. It's a matter of are we actually going to learn from them and grow from them? Or are we going to stuff that and say thanks and move on to the next thing? And that's that's where I think sometimes it can get 
Christians or non-Christians, Christians specifically, we'll, we'll talk to that group. Um, if we just stuff those life lessons and we don't learn from them and grow from them, Jesus is trying to teach us something in that, in that storm. Do we ever stop and just say, what, what, are you teach, what are you trying to teach me here? I think that was one of the most valuable things I've done in, in, through the storms coming out of it is I understand what you're teaching me. I understand what you're trying to, to help me grow in certain areas of my life. Um, painful. A lot of it's painful, and there's some pruning that has to happen and things along those lines. But we have to let the storms come, and we have to trust that Jesus is with us in that storm. Yeah, great, great life lessons. So, again, Jesus can be trusted in the storms of life. Point one, the storms of life are inevitable. Point two, the storms of life are valuable. And as we move on to point three here, the storms of life are purposeful. Can you unpack that a little bit more? I know you landed in Mark 4, verses 40 through 41 here in your sermon. Um, Can you unpack that a little bit more? Yes, I think the purpose that we see in verses 40 and 41 is, is very clear to me. Jesus is trying to teach them something very valuable here. Like the disciples, we commit a similar um, sin of forgetfulness in the midst of the storm. We forget who he is. We forget what he can do. And so it's, it's interesting that, that the disciples rebuke Jesus. Um, don't you care? But then Jesus rebukes them. You have, why, why don't you have any faith? And I think as I, as I look at this, this is a really powerful passage in, in, in just several ways. But, um, he, you know, he really draws this, this line between fear and faith. And really what he's teaching here is the antidote to fear is faith. Fear looks at the storm. Faith looks at the Savior. And so as he, as he rebukes them, as he rebukes the wind first, and now he rebukes them, it says they were terrified. That word terrified means that they were just in awe. And they ask a really good question. Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. It reminds me of, of what Oswald Chambers said. He said the remarkable thing about God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. And so as, as we look at this, there's this idea that, that Jesus is worthy of this awe. And the storms of life are, are purposeful because, first of all, we learn that Jesus can be trusted. He's bigger than any storm will ever go, go through because he's revealing himself to them at this point that he's not only um, Savior, he's God. And he's bigger than any storm they'll ever go through. It's interesting that um, he's telling them that they don't have to be afraid. It's been said that there are 365 fear knots in the Bible. Someone made this point. Um, there's one for every day. Because like the disciples, I think it's a daily battle that we sometimes, we fear other things 
and we take our eyes off the Lord and where we should be really looking to him and having this awe and reverence that he is God and he's bigger than any storm that we can go through. The second purpose that, that we talked about was we grow a deeper and stronger faith through the storms. God can and will use the storms of life to grow our faith. And as we think about that, it's really important to understand that every time you face a storm, you can face it in one of two ways. You'll either face it with fear or you'll face it with faith. Jesus is trying to help them to see that, that he wants to take them deeper in their faith and to grow that faith that so they don't have to live in fear. Someone said this, that courage is fear that said its prayers. Yes. That was a great quote that you put up on Sunday. And Very s- true. And so I think when we get in those storms, I think it's a matter of just, of just praying and, and praying to the point to where, uh, man, I, my courage, my hope, my faith is in the Lord. I love in there in verse 40, Mark 4, verse 40. If, you, if I can personalize that, he said to his disciples, so he said to Eric, any, any situation I'm in or I'm going into, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? We can all personalize that as Christians. He said to Eric, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And it's just a great reminder that, Regardless of what I'm, whether I'm in a storm or I'm, I'm, I'm heading into a storm, he's in control. He's, he's ahead of me. He's got it taken care of. It's his will, not my will. And I know that's so hard to do sometimes because, unfortunately, we, we tend to look horizontally at the world instead of vertically to Christ. And this was a great reminder on Sunday that any storm we're, we're facing He's saying, why are you so afraid? You still have no faith. Um, and, and to me, that's a, that gives me a peace as well. Yep. So that was I love that point. And we learn that Jesus can be trusted in the storms of life as we grow deeper and stronger. What are, what are maybe some encouragement that you have for someone out there that might be heading into a storm right now, whether that's a financial storm a health storm. You know, I hear a lot of people say sometimes, well, you don't understand what I'm going through. I don't need to understand what you're going through, and I don't minimize that. And, and that's true. I, pro- I probably don't if I haven't been in that situation, but Jesus does. So what, what's some encouragement that you may have for, for a listener out there that might be struggling with a situation right now? Yeah, I would say if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, in every storm that you go through, you will always have the presence and the power and the peace of Christ. And I think it's just really important to remember that when you're in the midst of a storm. Storms often steal our songs. And so often... um, we miss out on the opportunity to, to praise the Lord, even in the storm. And so I would just encourage that person right now who's struggling, just something very practical that I do when I'm in a storm. 
I will, I will just turn up the music, man, the praise songs. And I've just learned to praise the Lord through the storms. And just um, that's a really important thing for me to do when I'm in a storm. And so I would say the same thing to our listeners today, as specifically the song, It Is Well, that says, And through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you. Through it all, through it all, it is well. So let go my soul and trust in him, the waves and wind still know his name. So praise the Lord. Praise him in the storm. Yes. Get those. I'll go back to last week with the soundtrack. Get those healthy soundtracks in your head because Satan wants to fill it with doubt and fear and frustration. So those healthy soundtracks of whether that's scripture, um, healthy music, (laughs) um, I, I love that. Thank you for that encouragement. For anyone out there, um, you're not alone. There are others struggling with exactly what you're struggling through. So we'll just continue to to pray for that, pray for you, um, pray for our listeners out there. But Pastor, thank you for your time today. It was great to dig in a little bit more with you. Is there anything else you'd like to say or cover before we close out today? I would just say that... Um even in the storms, even the fiercest storms, you can trust Jesus. He'll never let you down. Yes. Amen. You'll get to the other side. Yep. Amen. Well, thank you again for your encouragement. And thank you for your time today. For everyone listening, make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms, our website, violetbaptistchurch.org. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and be sure to download the Church Center app where you can register for events, see everything that's happening here at Violet. Have a great week, everyone, and we will see you on Sunday.